Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we have, once again, a very, very, very special guest, Jenny. Say hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Uh All right, so... She made a funny. Ah. So today we're going (laughs) to... Today (laughs) we watched Hoodwinked, um, and we're going to talk about the movie Hoodwinked. It was from 2005... And it was rated PG. These are the two things we know about them. So um, well, we know other things. No, it was yeah. animated. No, that's that's that's, that's no, debatable. Has a star-studded <laughs> cast. <laughs> but uh, why wait over our discussion on this? Let's just jump right in and get started. Um, so, Britain, why don't you give us a little rundown of what Hoodwinked was about? <laughs> uh, so, Hoodwinked was the. Uh, the story of Little Red Riding Hood, told from a variety of different perspectives, uh, predominantly, you know, the titular Red Riding Hood, uh, Granny, uh, the the wolf, and the, uh, the the woodsman, and it's a kind of a crime scene, almost whodunit type situation, where there's a private investigator and the police trying to figure out who to arrest because. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know if, uh, the wolf was trying to, you know, eat anyone. They don't know if the, uh, woodsman was a lunatic trying to murder everyone. Uh, they thought, they didn't know if Granny was kind of a, you know, kind of a drug dealer, I guess. And, uh, specifically, there was also a a goodies thief going around stealing recipes and putting a lot of people out of work. Yeah. And so all of these, uh, this whole scenario was wrapped, all the different stories that they were told, uh, is wrapped up into this this goodies thief in one way, shape, or form. Oh, is that what? Is that why people were going out? I, like, I, I figured it was the recession. Nope, nope, nope. The recession hadn't hit yet. Goodies yet. thief. It was a goodies thief stealing recipes. Man, in three years, are they're going to be surprised? Yeah, they're, they're not recuperating in the deep dark Mm-mm. woods. But um, so yeah, that was the story. We get to see four basically points of view of the same event. And each one kind of has a different lead up and each one kind of explains the innocence or guilt or whatever they have of their own specific uh, uh, adventure. Yeah. And then at the end, they find out who the goodies thief is and they murder him. Yeah. They do um, not murder okay. him. And he's the goodie bandit. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I figured that, the, that she was going to chime in sooner or later. Spoilers alert. It was none of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was... Andy Dick all along. Yep. Surprise, not, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> like not 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 the rabbit he played, but actually Andy Dick. Like he he stole as much as he could from yeah. the set, and he just hightailed it out. Of and, and in fact, he took all the royalties. That's why the animation was so bad. That's why we haven't seen Andy Dick in anything in such a long time. Yeah. The animation's not that bad. You keep going on about how bad the animation it was. was like the the graphics. For the most part, was not bad. Yeah, you know, spe- you know, for 2005, but the, the the animation itself was a little robotic. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was kind of rough. But this is a movie that uh, that Jenny picked out. So yes. Jenny, why don't you give us a little bit of a um, a kind of a, I guess a backstory of how you stumbled upon this movie and why you decided to uh, just kind of show it to us. Is it a movie you like? Is it a movie you hate? You know, come up with <laughs> Go for it. Just tell us. Talk. Wow. Wow. No, I I love this movie. I stumbled upon this movie while I was working at the video store. Yes. And it came out, like you said, in 2005. So it showed up 
We put it on the new release wall and we were only allowed to play PG and G rated movies. Mm-hmm. So like we found Lost Skeleton okay. and then stumbled across Hoodwinked. And it was a short, cute little film that I didn't actually sit down and watch it until I've already quote unquote seen it maybe 27 times. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like I already knew the whole shebangles and I already knew all the quotes and all mm-hmm. the songs because it is slightly a musical. Yeah. Uh, I, like the I would, the yeah. music I thought was was pretty good. Like I you know uh you know Little Red Riding Hood song in the beginning. I thought Andy Dick's song was pretty good towards the end. Yeah, I think there was like three songs where the characters sing then like maybe another four or five songs of background stuff. Yeah. Who was the uh who Oh, that's the right. The the goat. The goat the, sang the goat, song. the goat was the, was the, the showstopper. Song, yeah. The schnitzel song. Uh, yeah, I guess I the schnitzel. Was a, I thought it was more of a theme for his little... Uh, for the schnitzel, yeah. Chuck. I like the schnitzel song. <laughs> favorite treat. So good. <laughs> but, so I... <laughs> yeah. I can take I've heard better schnitzel songs. Yeah, you can put it in your leader horizon. Will. <laughs> so I, I love the, the whole, like theme of the movie and then I finally sat down and watched it and realized it was so much more clever mm-hmm. um, yeah. with all the little in jokes and like the fast paced wit to the dialogue especially in the beginning like they mm-hmm. are just like flying with uh, like insults mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially yeah. they're like alright little red and they call her like seven different things throughout the first what seven minutes mm-hmm yeah, it was a uh, you know very. I, I thought you know coming into it, it was going to be your you know almost a Nickelodeon uh, level kind of uh, child's show, uh, but it actually had a lot of a uh, you know a cl- clever stuff that I think adults would appreciate. Not in terms of you know adult humor, but in terms of cleverness. Yeah, I I do think uh, that this was a, a pretty decent a pretty decent movie. I will say that um, going into it, I really didn't know yeah uh, what to really expect, um, and I did find that the the editing and the the pacing, as you said, uh, of like there's a lot of fast editing going on, but also the dialogue, the back and forth uh, between everybody, especially for me, like after the investigation starts and they're kind of like going on and talking all their uh telling all their stories like there was kind of a um almost reminiscent of uh out of all things a uh, clue because uh, mm-hmm. clue had this very uh dialogue that was just you know chalk full of just witty banter basically back and forth and um but i will say that to me the movie really opened up with the uh when the wolf told his story the big bad wolf yeah because uh, the first you know in the beginning when they're setting everything up it was okay yeah um, it's a very standard because yes. you start with a red riding hood and exactly from the yeah. little girl's point of view it's very like I went I was going to granny's mm-hmm. I saw this creeper exactly you know and then this happened so yeah it was um, like that was that was I was like okay this is fine you know that was my mindset just just fine and then uh the, the wolf started telling his story and it was really funny I think the point that that won me over is because the wolf uh, spoiler alert um, he's not just a big bad asshole uh, he is an investigative <laughs> journalist uh, so he puts on all these different disguises and he's trying to find you know clues and leads and all this stuff and yeah. uh, the point where I realized that hey 
this is kind of funny is when he goes into this like sheep's pen dressed as a sheep and he starts talking to the the one sheep that's a snitch and the sheep that's a snitch has like like this slicked back hair and a gold chain <laughs> yeah, and I, that's when I just kind of lost it like this is ridiculous this is right up my alley <laughs> I, I like this yeah they they really really did it like as a kind of runner-up for uh, you know the Shrek related movies I, I it was a very well put together uh, you know attempt to capitalize on that I would say you know worthy of uh, you know worthy of the praise in and of itself and not you know not being compared to Shrek I will say the one thing that I do like this even though I like Shrek I like the Shrek movies um, the one thing this movie does have over Shrek a little bit is that I don't think there was any uh, any like gross-out humor in this in this movie whatsoever. No. Like, no. Shrek relies so much on, like, burps and farts and smelly onions and whatever. Yeah. But this movie didn't really, uh, didn't really have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't lean into that at yeah, all. Yeah, not at all. So, you know, because it, it replaced all that, I guess, with just, like, alright, we'll just keep on doing witty banter and everything. Um, the one time it had a gross-out moment was just the child puts a schnitzel in his nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, yeah. like, a second. And that's it. I mean, he goes deep, too. <laughs> <laughs> Like He's he in the nasal. Like, he was digging. He was digging for gold. <laughs> he found it. Oh, yeah. And so did we. And so did we. Um, one thing I want to talk about with this movie... Yeah. Uh, and, uh, ...kind of also revolves back to the, uh, the big bad wolf, is the cast. The cast of the movie is, I think, a pretty good cast for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but the big bad wolf, to me, really steals the show, as he should. Yeah. Uh, and that's, of course, uh, Patrick Warburton who is uh, best known, naturally, as uh, Putty from Seinfeld. Yeah. Or to more modern audiences, he's Joe from uh, uh, Family Guy, and he's about a million other you know, voice character actors. I think he was uh, Kronk or something. In, in, or Kronk. He was live-action Tick. It's Kronk. Oh, he has a live-action Tick. Mm -hmm. like, he is in so many things. I, I've seen him in so many movies and bit parts, and he has a very distinctive voice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this entire cast, like, it was really an ensemble. It really like, it was. I know that there's quote-unquote four-ish main characters, but really, like, it was all peppered. Yeah. You know, everybody had a bit, and everybody had almost the same screen time. I mean, Little Red had a little bit more. Yeah, because being like, yeah. it's kind of the focus. And Anne Hathaway, as Little Red, she does fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't, like, you know, she gets her, she gets her barbs in just like anybody else, uh... I'm 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 a pretty big fan of Glenn Close. I just love Glenn Close because I think that she can do a lot of comedy work, and people don't kind of you know yeah. realize that. They always think of her as you know somewhat more serious. The but she's box. almost like unrecognizable as the granny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she the does voice do that a good granny is, voice. Is genius. And um, and I think uh, Jim Belushi plays the uh, the schnitzel guy. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he's 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 pretty all right. Um, I would have never clocked him for that. I don't know too much about him except for according to Jim, so uh, I can't really no, say I don't know one much. thing or another that he was in. And uh, I know we already said that Andy Dick plays the little uh, little Boingo. bad guy. Yeah, Boingo, Boingo the bunny. Um, the one character I do want to point out that was actually really, really funny, and I think probably one of the most underrated characters in this movie was oddly enough exhibit as a uh, as a cop bear as the police chief yeah, yeah. he was he was, chief you know, he was a, a fuzzy wuzzy wasn't he yeah that was his yeah. name and he was really really funny i really liked him 
Uh, yeah. And Anthony Anderson plays a sidekick, and I like Anthony Anderson I, a lot, I did, but I didn't like him too much in this. I, I didn't even know that was Anthony Anderson. I couldn't even reckon, I didn't even recognize his voice. It didn't seem like he was really uh, putting his heart into this. Yeah. Like, well, I felt like he was only there to set up the jokes for Exhibit to come and like bust yeah. through him. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, which is funny because usually like Anthony Anderson. Is usually the standout in every yeah. role he, in every movie he's in, even Ian, even the bad ones. Um, like he was in uh, Kangaroo Jack, oh. and he was the best part of that movie. He, he was, was in Scream Four and was the best part of that. Yeah, and Transformers, I think. <laughs> right, right. He was in Transformers. Yeah, he was the um, the Bill? hacker guy. Huh. Uh, I, I ate the whole plate of donuts, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's donuts. right. Donuts. Donuts. I could eat another bite, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so yeah, it was a it was a pretty uh, pretty decent cast overall. Yeah, like I I I have n I have no uh, notes on the performance. I I, I think uh, it, it was solid. I, I think the writing was you know on the wall. Yeah, on the wall. Uh, I, I think the writing was good. Uh, I thought the, uh, you know, I, I I thought for what they were doing, it was it was absolutely acceptable. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That's glowing praise. That's good. Yeah. Absolutely acceptable. Amazing. This movie was. Put it on the box yeah. art. Britain Lerdard, absolutely, absolutely acceptable. acceptable. <laughs> That's great. Wow. Uh, so I, uh, I do kind of want to uh, do talk about a little bit more about the voice cast. Um, if you could have just one extra, just out of the, you know, just out of the blue character, especially right. from fairy tales, and you could have like another voice attached to it. I know there's a sequel, so it might be, you know, who knows? Our ideas might actually be in the sequel. But um, like, what would you kind of pick? Like, if you could pick another random fairy tale character to pluck out of the ether and put into, like, a movie of this setting or caliber, and then you could have any kind of random person in the world, like, voice it. Now, do they have to be alive in 2005? No. Hmm. They can be dead, or not born yet, or, you know, however you want to take that one. Okay. Alright, strange. Uh, let's see. That is... It's really a two-pronged question, because it's like, right. what random character would you want, and who would you want to voice it? I mean, they did make references to, like, the Muffin Man. Yeah, the Muffin Man, they made references to Rumpelstiltskin. I, that uh, would probably be one I would put in. Uh, I have a few, but I think Rumpelstiltskin uh, thrown in here might be cool, and I would have him played by Willem Dafoe. Uh, that's a good one. I think that's I, I think that's tight casting right there. That's good. Yeah, it I, is. I, would, I want to avoid Rumpelstiltskin, because you're obviously going to get... Uh, compared to the the fourth Shrek movie, yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, right, right. Which they they had a decent enough Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, he, like I, I think for the I'm not even gonna get to the backstory of that. That's yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've never I've never seen but, the fourth uh, one. I would have uh, loved them to make Paul Bunyan a character because the whole one storytelling uh, is uh, Paul Bunyan's foot cream mm -hmm. his bunion cream yeah. <laughs> Paul Bunyan's cream yeah. Um, yeah. is having a commercial being shot so they need a a woodsman yeah. to come audition so I would have loved to see kind of like what Paul Bunyan in this world is like Is are they 
an actual woodsman or would they just be like a facade? Like that's just they hire somebody to, to do, be the face, like, kind of like Brawny. They're, Dina, they're divas or like something. Paul, right, right. Paul Bunyan is a real person. Like he's like Roy Rogers. Like, uh, you know, Roy Rogers was... You know, a, you know, a cowboy on television. Uh, not just a burger place. Yeah, no. not just a burger place. Huh. Uh, but I think he'd be played by Danny DeVito. Paul Bunyan? Yeah. And he's like mm-hmm. this short little, like, uh, obnoxious guy. Right. I was thinking either like a Danny DeVito or even like, um, what's his name in Stardust? Who plays the pirate? Oh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. But I- like very like... Gay pirate. I was thinking the complete opposite. I was thinking it would be John Goodman. He would do it. Like, uh, yeah. He would do a good. He job. would do a good job as a legitimate Paul Bunyan. But as a as a as a shifty little Paul Bunyan. Yeah. yeah I guess I guess one of those two would probably work pretty well. <laughs> like uh, another one would, uh, like maybe a Humpty Dumpty played by. John Goodman. Yeah. 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 John Goodman <laughs> would do a good Humpty Dumpty. He's so versatile. Yes. Like I, you know, I would. I would. You could put John Goodman. I, I'd have. I'd have John Goodman as little Bo Peep. <laughs> I think. I think Bo Peep would actually be excellent because you get to see the sheep. Mm-hmm. You know that would just tie it in. Uh, who? Would what have... was his name? Morty. Oh, the uh, <laughs> the informant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have a uh, Baba Black Sheep, and would be played by uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Eh, he's he's overplayed. He's he, overplayed. You don't you don't want to see Daniel Day Lewis as no. uh But he's also so method. Like, what would he do? Like, go and live in a sheep? Uh, like, the, the man I would, think yeah. I think he got to live like, in a sheep. Like he, <laughs> we just live in a sheep. Like he would go out into the field and uh, eat grass for months. Yeah. Until he was the but, Baba. Well, no, <laughs> until he was in the, the hospital. <laughs> he was in the hospital. Probably. Yeah. He's that committed. Like, like, I, I remember thinking like I heard legends of this man on film, and then I saw the Lincoln movie, and how he's just an old man telling stories. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know anything that he's been in. I've seen clips of him, and I was like, uh, uh, he's probably good. I don't know. I've only seen the <laughs> clips. He's probably better than what he's being. I'm being shown here. Right. No, he was good in. Uh, there will be blood. I just it. remember, like, one of my friends used to just go on and on about, like, well, he's a Venetian cobbler and he gets into his room. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. A Venetian cobbler? Yeah, that's every time we brought up Daniel Day-Lewis. He was, it was, always, like, it was always a Venetian cobbler story. A Venetian story. cobbler story. I'm like, why? 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 <laughs> so, I, I don't did, like he, pies. Did, he, did he go to Venice and, and make shoes? <laughs> that's what I was told. Yeah. All right. Uh, he all did right. that for Lincoln, I guess. Yeah, who knows what what role he was doing that for, or if that was just his passion, and like everything else is just <laughs> um, funding that passion. To Daddy, go. I want to be a shoemaker. You're gonna be an actor now. Get out there and act, Daddy. But I want to be a shoemaker, Daddy. <laughs> then you better work for it. Okay. Now here's the big question. What's that? I think that the kind of like the, I want to hear what your thoughts of this character would be and who they're played by oh, and everything. Okay. Um, but I want Mother Goose to be in there. All right. I want to know how you would play the character and how you would assign the actor. Uh, I want to say, hold on, what's her name? Mother Goose. I just told yeah, you. I, 
Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, uh, Margaret Dumont. Oh. Okay, I can get behind that. Uh, that that was a panic response. Okay. Uh, I forget what her name is. The lady from Murder, she wrote. Oh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, Angela Lansbury is, uh, I think would make a good mother goose. I think that can be... Okay, I can get behind that. My, like, uh, instant response is, like, um, the Miss, the Miss Piggy. Oh, so, like, Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Yeah, so I would think, like, that, Frank you know, Oz. I can get behind that, too. Yeah. As <laughs> mother goose. See, here's what I'm thinking. Yikes. Since she is the, yeah, just really brace yourselves in, strap yourselves in for <laughs> okay. this one. Um, Every time. Since she is basically the king of this world, I'm assuming, or the queen rather. Mother Goose. Mother Goose. All the, uh, all the yeah. nursery rhymes all are Mother Goose. All the Mother Goose. All right. Um, kind of, unless you're thinking about like Aesop's and yeah, but Hans for all Christian. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, these are all like Mother Goose nursery rhymes. So I'm. <laughs> This is where it's gonna get a little weird. I imagine she's giant. I imagine she's kind of like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, like huge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, that checks out. That makes sense. All yeah. right. And she is a deity. Yes, basically. They do have to worship her, and maybe voiced by I don't know Alanis Morissette, John Goodman. Uh, yeah, John, John Goodman. Goodman. Mine was a dogma reference, so. Oh, I get. I it. Well, she it. didn't. She, she didn't speak in that movie. Exactly. Well, she said boop. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, yeah. I I agree. I think Alanis would be Check. wonderful. Uh, uh, it would be it would really suck when the Ghostbusters come in and try to cross the streams at her. But uh, I think that it's yeah, not gonna work. Nope, she's got too much power in that yeah. land. Hey, you're there. They're they're gonna be eating goose for months. <laughs> <laughs> that goose is literally cooked. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> what kind of what kind of society eats the body of their god? <laughs> hmm. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Look at me for <laughs> You know why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We're so so... No, I don't know. I, I just no. want I know this no. it's like a no soap thing. But uh Yeah. Okay, I can find that. Uh, so now we uh, we analyzed what uh, you know that it was a good movie, but how would we make it? I'm not gonna say make it better because I, I think on its own it's good. Mm -hmm. How would we, we would make it? How would we make it ours? Yeah. Well, I think I already started <laughs> with, with Mother your, Goose and then Mother the Ghostbusters coming in. All right. So how oh, would we make it ours? Wow, I'm getting a lot of shade. I know, on the right? Couch over here. I'm throwing, I'm throwing it at, like hardcore. Oh my god, <laughs> um, I would give Boingo more time. <laughs> you picked the one worst answer there. Was. No, go, no, go, go. I want to hear. I no. want to hear. Like though. oddly enough, even Andy Dick was not that annoying in this. That annoying. I, I think maybe because they reeled the character back, but I thought yeah. like it could have been a grander. Song, uh, the villain oh, song could have been it, a little grander. Yeah, I, I wish it was a lot more uh, of a big show tunesy number. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I, I did like that Andy Dick kind of went from being cute and fuzzy to maniacal, almost like pretty much at a drop of a hat. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that, that's, yeah. that's 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 actually a very you know, he yeah, did very, that well. Yeah, very manic response. Yeah. Um, but if we're gonna go, if we're gonna expand, uh, Oingo's 
Boingo. Boingo, okay. Boingo's... Not Oingo, Boingo. Oingo, Boingo's route. Just Boingo uh, Oingo, the Bunny. Boingo, uh, the Bunny's role. Um, like, I think that maybe we should make it more of a... Like... He was so obviously the bad guy from, like, you know, oh, yeah. frame one. We figured oh, it out. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I kind of want to make him seem more... Uh, like, a more fleshed-out character so that it actually feels more traitorous or more of a betrayal when he turns out to be the bad guy. Like, so, uh... Like, maybe Granny... You know, Granny, uh... Only, you know, stole the book from his family during World War II. <laughs> okay, go Like, on. like, like uh, Boingo's uh, village was, you know, uh... was stormed by Russian soldiers. And, uh, Granny was among them. So you want us to kind of side with Boingo? I uh, just feel bad for yeah, him. Yeah, poor bunny of the time. No, go on, go on. I, I'm kind of curious. And, uh, like, it, it, it's a vendetta. Okay. Like, it's not a healthy one, no. as no vendetta ever is. Oh, where is that? Oh. Oh! Could you get it? Could you get it? Could you get it? Thank you. Uh... Uh, and, and you know, even and his memories are so foggy from the events. He's not even sure if it's Granny. <laughs> I, uh, it, that's in, that's actually a pretty interesting idea. But it, it's just a like his his family's recipes or like the, the little bakery that his uh, family owned when uh, they were stormed by Russian foot soldiers and and burned to the ground uh, was stolen. And, uh, like, he just puts Grandy, you know, Granny Grandy. in the plate. Granty. <laughs> Hugh Granty. <laughs> uh, and, you know, just makes her the, uh, yeah, the, the focus of his ire. I have a different take on, uh, Boingo the bunny. Okay. I actually want, um, there to be a relationship, a, a you know, platonic relationship. Between him and Grandy, um, I want, like, I want her, him to have been like really, really sick when he was very young, and she nurses him back to health for years and years. Like, she's feeding him soup every day until he gets strong, and then when okay. the, uh, when all the stuff happens in the, uh, you know, in the in her cabin with the wolf and all this stuff, like, you know, he uh, he tries his best to defend him and ends up like getting his leg broken or something like that. He walks out in a cast, but the whole thing was. A setup, like he intentionally broke his leg and did all this, so they would never, for a million years, suspect that he was behind it all along. All right, and uh, it was because that he knew of her dark past, Granny's dark past of being a, uh, of like an extreme, you know, uh, cyclist and racer and all this stuff. That that's a plot twist. She actually is yeah. a an extreme like danger uh, sports person, and. Like, he knows that she's been lying to Red all this time, and it kind of, uh, in his warped mind, he feels that, you know, her betrayal to Red is almost tantamount to a betrayal to him, because she raised him, too. So he, hmm. he lashes out and does all of this. That's much, that's much more sad, actually. That'd be a sad, sad movie. sad movie. So now, top, well, let's see, see what you want to do, Jenny. How are you gonna, how are you gonna... How am I supposed to top... A storming of the Russians, <laughs> mm -hmm. and Boingo breaks his leg, so he's not a suspect. Yes, yes. I, this is you work. You work better under pressure. Oh 
my gosh. I don't know if I can make it actually better. Make it Jenny. Well, I think that Boingo, like in the very beginning, should have been cuter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and less, uh, less in it, but in it more. Does that make sense? I, I think so. Like more background instead of like chiming in with those little like Andy Dickisms. Yeah, like every and every story kind of has him not just in it but front and center in it kind of. Right, thing. he kind of pops in. and He's like, "Wow, that's pretty bad." Yeah. When- <laughs> <laughs> wow, your your stuff got stolen. How'd that happen? Wonder how it happened. It didn't happen again. It happened. It happened. Yeah. 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 Or like making a sinister face at the end of a frame or yeah. something like that. But I think making him like a little bit cuter maybe giving him his own like cute music in the beginning yeah would have been better um to make him more villainous but also if he actually just was cute and wasn't a villain and he didn't understand he just wanted to collect goodies hmm huh not get children addicted to goodies so, yeah. <laughs> so he's not evil he's, okay yeah he's not evil he's just misunderstood because he's like but I like goodies so I can has goodies yeah I collect goodies I'm just like you and then and then they execute him right like you listen here (laughs) boingo when he when he turns you know evil like you know the song may be evil but I want to really show that he's he's evil now like I want him to uh to, to smother the uh, the actor the the schnitzel actor with a pillow and that's when you know <laughs> that oh my gosh this this rabbit's really evil well he did hire the like the euro that's right yeah. euro to murder X granny games to murder yeah not just granny but her whole ex team that's right yeah yeah the, and we don't know what boy- happened to uh, Kevin Michael they're Richardson dead. they're right. dead like they you know they they toppled and then the avalanche got them that's right you know. That's right, the avalanche trolley just wiped them all out. Yep. Well, at yep. least they had snickerdoodles as their last <laughs> meal. <laughs> the avalanche that failed to kill the bad guys most surely killed the other racers. Right. Those poor ex-gamers. Like, they were already falling down, like they were like trying to get back up and then just covered with snow. You know, she, even, she didn't even address them by name. She didn't even give a shit. Yeah, she didn't even call for help. She actually caused the avalanche. Right, she she literally looks around, then looks looks at like detonation blocks in her hand. She's like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, boo ba doo boo, yeah, ba doo. Like I'm not losing this thing. race. Yeah. She's like, right, <laughs> I'm gonna get that medal. It's the last thing I do. And yeah, yeah, like she literally grabs the trophy before the uh, you know the avalanche covers Murdered the village. Her friends, yeah. yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. she And l- literally, in that moment, she's telling Red, because she sees Red in horrible danger, falling to her death, and she's just like, Hey, Red, what use you your hood, Red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she just... Not like she's not hang gliding, and she could, like, maneuver herself, showing earlier that she away. could move up and down within the air, she could have literally just lowered herself just a little bit <laughs> and saved Red. Yeah. But she didn't just, uh... God, Granny was a selfish Bosch. Yes. Yeah. A Hieronymus Bosch. Oh. I, uh... No, it, it, like, it, it's a good point. Like, well, first off, I, I, I think 
Little Red Riding Hood had a little bit of a muted response to seeing her granny in the clouds and then <laughs> ascend back up. Use the hook, Grandma. It's a, what are you doing in the what are you doing, Sky Grandma? Or she could have just rubbed her eyes and like poured out whatever she was drinking. Yeah. You know, <laughs> onto the ground. Um Yeah. I I think that the uh yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Do you think the grandma was the bad person all along? Uh, I'm starting to wonder now. With her callous disregard of her friends. Right, and not giving a Cracker Barrel to her old only grandchild. Yeah. Who was like, here, do my bidding. Make sure my recipes don't get stolen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And deliver all the goodies across the country of the forest. And all that poisoning she did. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, like, what... Was that what Little Red Riding Hood was doing? Is just delivering goodies to everyone? Yeah, she was a drug yeah. dealer. She was, yeah. Well, uh, hmm. no, I'm sorry. She was a goodie dealer. She's a goodie dealer. Now, yeah, it, she she delivers the goodies to all the people. Now, could we could we say that uh, she and Granny also contributed to everyone else going out of business? See, I don't know. I think that was directly related to the recipes being stolen. Yeah, I think it was the recipes being stolen. But I also thought that in a way, when the wolf was talking, that he mentioned that like she didn't just deliver Granny's goodies. Like, oh, all the she goodies. She delivered all the goodies. Oh, okay. Um, because he was like, all the goodies passed through her hands at some point. So she would be the perfect suspect to steal all of the recipes. Like she, she's like a kingpin. Mm -hmm. oh, like, yeah. like she, kingpin. she has her, like she has her hands in, in every one of the uh, the businesses of the forest. Yeah, she's got her hands messy and all that batter. Like even if Red is just delivering everybody else's goodies, you know, it's still Red. You know, it's like it'd be yeah. like Keebler saying, "All right, we'll deliver all your uh, all your baked goods and cookies and crackers, you know, Nabisco and everything." But we're going to use our own delivery methods to send it out so we get a piece of your pie, too. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh... It's a monopoly. Yeah, that's a monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but you didn't know it was because, um, even the detective didn't know that that was Granny's granddaughter. Oh, shit. Like, everybody was like, Granny Puckett? The cookie lady? What? So that that's like, uh... Hmm. So, like, nobody knew that they were even related. So, really, this is a pyramid scheme on many levels. So, it's like secretly finding out that Amazon owns UPS. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you even think that she's related to Little Red, or is that just somebody that she found and was grooming to be the next... Yeah, like, uh, she has, she has a closet. Yeah. She has a closet full of those hoods. Failed Reds. There's <laughs> <laughs> a basement of skeletons. <laughs> oh, my God. So dark. Oh, you, okay, so let's get. No, let, no, I love it. Let's let's change gears a little bit. <laughs> now I want to explore the wolf story a little bit more because I don't want him to just be. Uh, he's an investigative journalist, sure, and he's always yeah. putting on different disguises. But I want him to get caught up in like something so far above his head, like he has to pretend to be somebody that he really shouldn't be pretending to be. You like, know? Uh, uh, you know, he finds out that. Uh, you know, Granny is rubbing elbows with uh, some high people in Washington. Yeah, and like he's and he's trying to you know put on a disguise, pretend he's like uh, like you know uh, like just a reporter or something. Yeah. And they they want to like like 
oh, yeah, you found our evil lair. Like, oh, I'm just an evil guy, too, you know, uh, do all evil things. Oh, prove it? All right. Here, take this gun and shoot that unarmed man or something like that. Uh, like, he's, like, he's, oh, he's got to really... I got to do it. Like, I think it's... it's, it's big, like they, they, He finds out that all these massive goody corporations, like, not just Granny, but... Uh, you know the key. You know the elves mm-hmm. of uh, indistinguishable, of indistinct name, uh, yes. uh, who make cookies. Like all these other uh, goodie makers are, you know, backing and paying for Granny to be the uh, next president of the forest. Oh, okay. So, like, basically, um, she's, uh, she's buying her way to the top. Oh, she. It, she. It's not just she's buying her way to the top. Uh, it, it's a massive conspiracy because, like, once she is, you know, the president of the force, like, she has a stranglehold on everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of corruption. Like, you know, there's, uh, there is, like, there is a, some kind of, there's a, uh, you know, probably a raccoon senator that's assassinated and found <laughs> dead in a fountain. And... and- and you can kind of you kind of feel like Granny's gonna win in a landslide, yeah. you know, because the whole everybody votes for a dictator thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, and it's like she's got in her in her like war chest, what they call. It, um, she has enough money to almost buy a small island if she wanted yeah. to, but she wants to rule the forest so she can strengthen her hold on not just the forest, but maybe even. No, the rest of the world kind of thing. Not just the forest, but the entire state park. Yes. And uh, it, it's uh, it's you know it's pretty big. Like uh, I don't know what she wants to do. Sell the forest for to oil to oil no, tycoons, oil- or is that is oil kind of overdone? No, I think that um, I think that we find the secret to the goodies is uh, is orphans. Yes, like I was gonna say, like almost a Soylent Green type of situation. Like they're the failed, uh, you know, nursery rhymes and everything Do like that. Do you think it's all those extra children who are addicted to schnitzel? Hmm. The I schnitzel- mean, there was a lot of kids who came running for that truck, but like there we, was nowhere they came from. Like we 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 pass we passed over the schnitzel guy because we just assume he's a dumb actor, but yeah. he's telling us what we want to hear kind of thing and the kids are all addicted to the schnitzel much like, like the they're Pied Piper just yeah. exactly just like they're addicted to the goodies that Andy Dick Boingo wanted to Niams. run yeah now maybe they're like uh what's a yeah like uh I think they're made of the old woman in the shoes children um. <laughs> And she just keeps oh. on producing more and more. Yeah, like I mean, it. that would make sense. I mean, the Lederhosen and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wants to fatten them up with the schnitzel so that they get more, you know, product per, you know. Per pound. Exactly. Product per pound. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it just did, it looked like meat on a stick. Yeah, like. Schnitzel is meat on a yeah. stick. Is that what it is? What is schnitzel? It's like wiener schnitzel. Is is oh. like wiener schnitzel. So it is meat of some sort on a stick. So um, basically, um, he's just—it's almost like a Hansel and Gretel scheme. Yeah. <laughs> like where they're fattening them up to, to mm-hmm. eat them and everything, and like they don't—you know—you don't, you know, don't want to cook and eat a scrawny kid. You know, oh, that's it would be uh, too chewy. Yeah, exactly. So they—you know—they gotta have them nice and fat. It's almost like veal, and um, and that's the kind of goodies they sell. And she's. Um, if she gets ultimate power, not only can she take it from the forest, but from 
think of all the kids she can take in, you know, and he is now leading that yodeling thing across the land. He'll probably sell his schnitzel, you know, coast to coast. So this thing's going big. This is going national. Yeah, he's now national. He's a global star. So he's not the idiot that we think he is. We don't, you know, we, he's just, we think he's just an actor, but maybe he's acting stupid. I, I think he is a, uh, uh, I, I think he's a plant. Like he, you know, once they activate his cell, uh, <laughs> that, that's when he goes full Manchurian candidate. And at the center of this, you know, now, now what Red is doing seems far more sinister. Yeah. She, you almost feel like she's an accomplice. You can say unwitting accomplice, but. Like if Granny goes down, yeah. Red, oh, Red is, oh, Red is you know, definitely going yeah. down. Yeah, Red doesn't have the connections that Granny has either. Like I, I feel like she, you know, though goodies are the, uh, you know, quote unquote, goodies are the uh, the reason why they say, you know, she says she's going on. I think she's a courier, you know, sending mm. like kind of these secret messages between Granny and the uh, the black oily tendrils of the corporations that are controlling her okay so um so there i thought it was going to be the other way around where granny is the black oily tendrils corporate well she will be when she's president but mm -hmm. uh you know she she has to make a lot of promises to some uh, sketchy people okay so yeah. do you think she starts off as more of a good intentioned I'm gonna save the forest by taking it over kind of thing uh, and I've, then she just keeps making a deal after a deal and it gets darker and darker and then corrupts. all of a sudden she's selling children to eat yep I, I, I think uh, initially it was the ends justify the means thing until uh, you know the means uh, you know don't Justify. <laughs> I, I think it like when it starts off, like when she started off and she was the young red and her grandma and everything, I think it was a very wholesome, like, you know, almost mom and pop-ish kind of uh, goodies corporation. Mm -hmm. you know? Like it was very small and it was a very small business and um, they were always living, you know, they were happy, happy family, but they were always kind of living paycheck to paycheck, struggling yeah. a little bit, like one bad winter uh, puts them out kind of thing. Okay. And so, you know, she sees what's happening and she vows that, you know, when she, uh, when she takes over that she's never going to let it happen. She's going to find a way to make it more powerful and, you know, stronger, but nothing evil until, you know, some, you know, she has to make a deal somewhere and then she has to make another one and she has to make another one and then, yeah, these deals make her more, you know, powerful, but, uh, she still feels that what she's doing, maybe, you know, it's like, this is fine, this is fine, I'm doing this for all the right reasons and then there's a point where she's a very young granny and she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's wondering, what happened? Where did I become myself along this way? Now she wants to die. But she doesn't want to just kill herself, so that's why she gets into these extreme uh, sporting events kind of thing. Because, you know... She's she, an adrenaline junkie, yeah. and she wants to end it, but not by herself. Exactly. Kind of on, if, like, nature's terms. Like, yeah, this she, is yeah. my time, it's my time, let's do it! She's, you know, she has very little self-regard, you know, but... Uh, I don't even want it to be extreme sports anymore. Like, she's in uh, the, you know, some basement den in Thailand uh, playing Russian roulette <laughs> where everyone's shouting and, and, and uh, you know, passing along money and, uh, like, she has the bandana around her head. Now, 
Do you imagine the other people sitting around the table are like, uh, like the gingerbread man and, uh, <laughs> you know, like other, like, other nursery rhyme characters? Oh, yeah, it's just, yeah, like yeah. a bunch of, like, the three pigs are there and, like... <laughs> well, but, two of the pigs are there. Yeah. Two uh, I'm Yikes. trying... <laughs> That's dark. Yeah. Uh, who, uh... Well, who would be the big bad wolf? So, like, is the big bad wolf, do you think related to our wolf or do you think that was another like mis- different wolf different wolf but okay. same like you know same family like that was uh you know that was um it's like uncle tommy yeah we don't know what happened to him he went rogue after he tried <laughs> he, to blow down that house he's a reason we have such 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 a stigma around wolves you know he, he's like the uh who who is that uh who is that union guy that disappeared oh hoffa yeah jimmy hoffa I imagine when he was like blowing down the houses, I imagine he was doing it with like a shotgun. Yeah, you know, he's not a very good wolf. <laughs> right, so he who- huffed and he puffed and he cocked that <laughs> shit back. <laughs> yeah, he's like Scarface. So who's Granny Stout Face? face. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. So who's Granny Facing? Do you think at, you know in this uh, Russian roulette tournament? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, Pinocchio. I want it to be like. The most cheerful character that that you could imagine. Or should it be one of the three blind mice? <laughs> I mean, they got nothing to lose. And he's holding like the wrong end. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, Winnie the Pooh. I know he's not technically <laughs> a nursery rhyme, but and not, not, yeah, not technically a public domain, I guess. Yeah, so it maybe mm. maybe works in there. Uh, may I guess Mickey Mouse. No, we're not doing the Mickey Mouse thing. Uh, oh boy! Oh no. boy! Let's no. do this! No! No. No? No, who is it? No. No, that's it. Just no. No. Just no. no. <laughs> I mean, uh, if we were picking any character from anything, yeah, we, that we, stuff that's is happening open. Now. Yeah, then, it's happening like, now. Uh, you know, Beaker. Beakman. Be- Beaker? Oh, from there. from uh, the Muppets? Yes. Not Beakman. Beakman is way too smart to get caught <laughs> well, up in uh, the underground. I think he would almost be like a a Walter Bishop kind of guy. <laughs> like he would be in there, and he almost like he knows the odds. He sees yeah. where a bullet is. He spins it, and he's like, like almost counting it in his head, so he knows right, that he's he not. He knows gonna... how hard you have <laughs> yeah. to do for the rotation. He knows the weight of the bullets. It's almost he... like the Sherlock Holmes movie where yeah. he know like he sees it all in his head. <laughs> all right, let's go, Zaloom. <laughs> Fact: A bullet entering your skull at 973 miles an hour. See, I, I think if he knows that it's going to land on you know where his bullet is, he, he's going to like point it at you know someone else, right? Uh, yeah, and, somebody like, else, and then we bam, and he'll be like, "I knew." Do you really want to play this game with me? Bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. Hey, Willie. <laughs> So yeah, uh, but if we could open this to uh, th- this Russian roulette game to just anybody, oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless. Like, um, like Winnie the Pooh is a good one, uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm in too deep now, Scoop. Reggie, <laughs> <laughs> Scoop, don't talk. We'll pay for you. I don't know what happened uh, to Scoop, but he needs. Uh, help. Oh, is it not oh. Scooby that's doing the? Uh, oh, it's him versus Scooby on the other side. Yeah. What? what? I, I, it's a, it's another uh, <laughs> Russian. Ru- like yeah. there's another table. Yeah. That, that that everyone's betting on. It's Scooby versus Shaggy. One roll it. One rot. What? Oh 
That was a, deer, that was a deer hunter in the reference. Corner going like, yes, this is my toy. power. He's the ref that's yelling at them. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, pull the trigger. Now, do it. Do it. <laughs> Slapping him. And uh, Granny, like, I'm still. Who's going to be her enemy? Yeah, who's going to be, like, her rival? Um, Somebody you definitely wouldn't expect, like, Stick Stickly. <laughs> <laughs> Slim good body. Slim good body? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, bring him in. <laughs> like, he's not even a character. He was a person. It's like, uh, her, her, it's like, we might as well, like, her versus Mr. Wizard. <laughs> Lord <Aww>. Buckethead. <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell. That's who <laughs> yes, she's facing. Yep. And every time, like, they're doing... <laughs> every time he's putting the gun at head, it's always a different character. Like, Auntie Nedna. I, I can't hope believe I lose it. this one. <laughs> I hope this is the last... I don't know why my it's Auntie Nedna is more... I'm hoping that <laughs> this bullet is finally the one that takes me. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Wait. this is... Like, if something is too happy, then we will we will bring it to the dark place. Like hoodwinked in and of itself was just a, a you know a fun, clever little charming you know, movie. Yeah, like it, it kind of uh, it was kind of it almost felt like one of those um, fractured uh, fables from uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, where you take something you kind of know already, but kind of make it uh, you know, a little bit more contemporary and a little bit more fun. Yeah. And we's like, all right, nope, nope, nope. We we can't have this. Can't how, have happiness or light. How can we rub the dirt of reality into this? <laughs> I know, uh, Granny is in a sweaty ass uh, <laughs> Russian roulette den in Thailand, yeah, fighting off against all the other characters that you've loved. And you think before every time she pulls the trigger, she goes, and just remember, critters have feelings too. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah that, Good movie. Good yeah. movie. Good movie. So yeah, on that note, I guess we should just uh I guess we should wrap it up. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that's gonna top that. No, so, probably not, no. So Hoodwinked, yes, I will agree. Good movie. It uh, suffered from a complete lack of Russian roulette, but yeah. um other than that, uh it's pretty good. Yeah, a very charming movie. I, I thought uh it, it had clever dialogue, uh it had a lot of, you know, fun ideas. It, you know, I, I know I, I've ragged on the animation, but it, it is a, uh, it is of the, the date, like of that, of that era. So you kind of, you know, kind of got to give it a, a bit of a leniency. Yeah. Watch it. I don't know what, why Mark is losing his shit right now. Wait, we <laughs> didn't even say anything. <laughs> I'll tell you after it's done. It was, you gotta say it now. No, I don't. Was, we'll use it as the clip for uh, for the uh, preview for this episode because it's still making me laugh. Oh, okay. Uh, but this is definitely like an excellent movie. Go watch it. It doesn't matter your age. It has the best soundtrack. It really does. It, I'm, it I'm gonna buy that ten dollar digital yep. mm -hmm. download, and that's because that's yeah, final. I love it. All right. So, do you have anything to permit? Uh, permit? Permit? Uh, permit? 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 Everybody could anything? permit. You know, you can permit anything. Uh, watch my YouTube. I do things. My re videos are great. And they'll tell you to watch other movies. Uh. <laughs> I was just wondering if you're gonna come and watch my videos. Oh. Okay. That sound good. <laughs> 
Anyway, Jenny Calpcho, watch my YouTube. All right. Well, uh, I'll do it. Take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. Goodbye. Bye-bye. That'll hold a little less obese. <laughs> <laughs>